Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Luke Owen, DAD, and I am not joined by Ollie Davis. I'm not joined by Sullivan Bo Brown. I'm not joined by Denise Salcedo. I'm not joined by Tempo T Yu Gi Oh! or Sat or SP3. I am joined by Chopper Pete Quinnell. Hello, Chops. Is that where I am on the totem pole? <laughs> no, it's just I've, I've done this show now with like a whole licorice all sorts of different mm-hmm. people while Ollie is recovering yet still doing the news i yeah he's recovering he's also in the office now as well but also still ill maybe yeah and i think he is he is soldiering through mm. i was chatting with him this morning hopefully he will make his return for the aew podcast otherwise that will be two whole weeks where he hasn't done a podcast on this mm. channel um maybe he just needs a break from podcasts and this is way his way of doing it oh do you think that's what it is because mm. he has got a way of being like i don't want to do that anymore so mm-hmm. i'll find a different way of yeah like, getting other people well, to cover it for me he doesn't ever want to do podcasts ever again well, that's what i'm so getting, now, that's what I'm getting towards yeah he's just he's just easing himself off he's finding a way mm-hmm. to wean uh me uh-huh. And the audience yep. off of him being on the show, and his way of doing that is just going cold turkey and pretending that, and then pretending mm-hmm. that he's coming back. Because we've got so many people now that can fill in on these podcasts mm-hmm. that we can just chop and change the host, chip and which change. is the opposite of what we wanted to do originally. Because <laughs> we needed the duos to stay on each show. Yeah, we would but... want some level of consistency mm, uh, yes, on there. But exactly. um, you know, we've we've had some changes along the way. Yeah, um, I just feel like. So, you know, I did the Raw show, mm-hmm. and Ollie said I'm not well, so yep. Sullivan stepped in. Mm-hmm. He said I'll be back for Dynamite. I was like, that's cool. Then he must be saying, like, I'm not good for Dynamite. And I'm like, well, that's cool. Sullivan can step in. Mm-hmm. And then a half an hour before I go like, to do the magazine show, Denise messaged me being like, I'm not well. And I'm like, is it me? <laughs> and, and, and people just don't want to do shows with me, because now I'm frantically scrambling to find a Tempest to fill in. And yet, here I am, Luke, <laughs> with you. On a Tuesday. And you were thrilled about it as well. I was so happy because I'd come into the office today and I'd looked at my to-do list and I'd done most of my morning stuff already because I, I got up nice and early. I was I was productive this morning and I came into the office and I was like, I've got a nice quiet day today, which means I can finally catch up with a bunch of stuff I've been putting off, some like larger projects and things that I've been working on, but I can work on this afternoon. And then Luke comes into the office and one of the first things you say to me is you lean and we go, 
Pete, are you free this afternoon? Uh, do you fancy watching Raw? I, was going to ask, I didn't even ask if you were free this afternoon. I, yeah. What I said was, Sullivan, yeah. are you filming in draft this afternoon? Yeah. And he said, yes, I am. So I said, Pete, can you watch Raw? <laughs> <laughs> Which, finally, yes, I'll watch Raw. <laughs> but you know what? It was an all right show. Yeah, it was a fun show. Yeah. Really, really enjoyed this week's episode. Yeah. Uh, I think Ollie's probably gusted that he's not here to talk about it. I say mm. he's not here. He's in the office. He's just, he's trying to rest his voice. He just feels like doing yeah. an hour-long podcast will stretch out his already fairly horse Has anyone seen the news, you can see he's not 100%, no. but he is soldiering through for the contents. Indeed, yeah. Uh, before we did come on, uh, Mike, though, mm. you said that you uh, had s- some comments you wanted to make about <laughs> laptop noises. Because someone in the office, mm. I won't name who, no. got themselves a new laptop today. Oh, I'm going to name who. <laughs> <laughs> this story is directly linked to that person. So, yeah. They got themselves a new laptop today. Yeah. And they were very excited about this new laptop because mm. they tend not to get any of the new stuff that no. we get sent here. Um, and uh, then, I'll be honest, has proceeded to piss and moan about the <laughs> fact that they've got this new thing because <laughs> it's different to Windows. <laughs> So let's just cut to the chase, right? Andy Datsun has got a MacBook Air now, uh, which is nice. Which is lovely. Great. Oh, it's so good. But he's never used a Mac before. No. Which... He's got a better book than I've got. I, oh, no, I actually, I think mine is because I've got a MacBook Pro. Yeah, I, is that is better? better? Yeah, yours is better, but older. So, like, yeah, probably even that. A couple of years old. Yeah. Um, but regardless, he's never used a Mac before, mm. which I understand. Could be oh, there's man. a lot of, like, shortcuts, things command? you need to do with the. the what the yeah. hell's a command What's button? command button? Yeah. You have to lose your hand in weird ways on the, on the mouse pad and all that stuff. That I understand. Ho- uh, totally get that. Um, we had a bit of fun at his expense in the office, but it's all it's all good natured fun. Um, I have never seen someone panic quite so much when he accidentally played a, vi- a, a video with volume and didn't know how to turn the volume <laughs> off. Is it right? And then like literally like trying to find the button to turn the volume down, and it was genuinely. One of the funniest things I've seen in quite some time. It was amazing. Poor old Sullivan Bo Brown, um, who is a Mac user. Mm. And has been a Mac user And forever. has been a Mac user for his whole life. So whenever he tried to do anything, mm-hmm. like, you know, Sullivan would sit down at his desk and then he would say, Sullivan, what does this mean? Yeah. And so Sully would then have to get up and go around to his desk and be like, it doesn't mean anything, Andy. You can just click this. <laughs> go back and sit at his desk. And then he'd be like, Sullivan, what am I supposed to do now? Yeah. And so Sullivan would get up off his desk, walk back around, and go around and be like, oh, that means this. Mm-hmm. So you click this, and that'll do that. Okay, yeah. cool. Sullivan walks back around, sit at his desk. Two minutes go by. Sullivan, what does this mean? <laughs> and he wasn't even doing it for a bit. No, that was genuine. That was that was real. Um, I, I really enjoyed everyone laughed a lot at this when... Andy was saying, uh, Sully, did you did you do this thing? This uh, was it like disk encryption or something like that? And he was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, it says it on the screen. And he was like, OK, got up and, and went round and had a look at it. And he goes, yeah, just press continue. <laughs> and everyone just... It just felt like he was sat there reading all the terms and conditions. Yeah. And so he was like, just, just press continue. Just press continue. Uh, it was very fun. What a morning. Though. What a morning. Very been. funny. Bit of fun day. Been a fun day. Been a fun day in the office. Yeah. Like we had a lot of this last week as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in the office. Yeah, it's, it's quite nice in a way, really, because mm-hmm. we had Social Media Abbey in the office yeah. last week. Obviously, uh, Adam, you know, Sullivan is now here all the time mm-hmm. as well. So we're you know playing some Unmatched last week, which we very much enjoyed. I am now in love with Unmatched, and I uh, want to buy it. I know. I've had tabs open from Zatu mm-hmm. Games 
all week. Yep. I'm essentially holding on until Friday. Till payday, right? Well, until payday gets in, yeah. Yeah, man. And I've also got my expenses. Mm-hmm. I hope come in this month because, oh, it's a lot. <laughs> bought a lot of things. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, and I need it. And yeah. I, and I need that money back. Because mm, yeah. otherwise I can't pay my mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> Fair amount of money that you spent on for work stuff. Yeah, it is. Well, yeah, that WrestleMania weekend did not come cheap. No, no um, does. But yeah, so I'm, I'm waiting to do that. But you know, we've been able to play unmatched. We had some fun games mm-hmm. with speedrunners. Mm-hmm. It's just been, you know, a nice, good atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, in the office as of late, it has. It's, it's been a, a wonderful, wonderful place to work. It has. I'm, I'm very much enjoying being back in the office, and I'm really enjoying that everyone's been around to have fun, and we haven't had Ollie. Um, and that's been great as well. Yeah, it's weird, <laughs> isn't it? Like, I haven't seen him for two weeks. It felt really weird. And then he showed up today and I said, like, I don't know what else I'm supposed to say to you now. Because like, we, we talk all the time. Like, yeah. We constantly text each other. We kept saying all last week, really miss having you here. Like, mm. you know, he texted me when like, nah, I miss you, man. I'd be like, yeah, I miss you as well. Like, and I, I, it sucks that you're not here to do the podcast at the mm. moment. And then he shows up at the office today and I've got too much crap that I need to do. And I'm like, Ollie, I haven't got time to have a chat, mate. Sorry, Ollie. I, 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 can't, I didn't even have time to catch up with him about how he felt because i needed to have a serious chat with him about other stuff yeah. <laughs> i was like right ollie let's cut the crap we need a meeting <laughs> we had a there was a moment uh, when adam was playing a video mm-hmm. that uh, the first edit of something has come through mm. um super secret project yes and we, were, and we all like gathered around his computer to watch it yeah and it was this big sort of unveiling and stuff and it looked awesome oh it's so good and what i said to him was i think it's i don't think it will come as much of a surprise to say this is a no rolls barred project mm. um I, and it was looked so good and it looked so professional and it's so beautifully and well edited. Mm-hmm. And I just said, if this was a wrestle talk project, that big grand reveal would have ended with a fart noise <laughs> and looked rubbish because we <laughs> always play up the idea of we're a bit cack. Yeah. And you say that in today's news video, there was a bit where some bad graphics in Comic Sans came up with a fart noise. Yeah. That's, that's literally that's what it. we do. We <laughs> play up the fact that we're bad. And I sometimes think people don't get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really feel like, so I, I have a running gag and I do it a lot on podcasts mm-hmm. and I do it on my own podcast as well that I have outside of these four walls. Yeah. Where, uh, you know, if someone talks about Doctor Who or something, or, you know, we get like comments of people sending in about like Avatar The Last Airbender or whatever yep. and I'll go like, nerds. Yeah. And then people be like, you play Dungeons and Dragons. I'm like, that's the joke! <laughs> I know! The joke is on me! Yeah. But I think people get, I think people think I'm I'm deadly serious yeah, when I'm yeah, being yeah. like, that's a bit nerdy. Yeah, totally. It happened yesterday when we announced it's going to be WrestleTalk versus P- uh, No Rolls Barred on mm. Quizlemania this week. Yeah. I put up a tweet being like, it's time to show these nerds who the cool kids are by beating them in a wrestling-based trivia quiz show <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> The big dweebs. And people were funny. It was like, you know, you're a nerd, right? <laughs> I I know. <laughs> I don't think sarcasm travels well. I, uh, I but like, I couldn't have been any clearer. Yeah, I know. that That is like crystal clear. Because there's sometimes where I feel like our level of like sarcasm, where we'll just say a thing and obviously I know you're joking because I know you. I can see how some of the wider audience would not understand. That is crystal clear, though. <laughs> that is That is unambiguous. Um, but speaking of people not responding to, to, to things in the right way, I mentioned this earlier in the office of what opened up to be, I think, my new favorite genre of YouTube comments entirely, which came on the Monday Night War episode that went up yesterday, which was people 
criticizing my booking <laughs> on my show and saying that you criticize wwe see it's not that easy is it and then criticizing my booking on the show as if it was an actual wwe show and they're being deadly serious about it serious catch man you know they're not the same right <laughs> like one of them's a video game that we book in seven minutes with people that aren't real that are just numbers on a screen well I do know, we need to get into the main show, but I wanted to bring up this point with you. Mm. Uh, but we'll get into the outro. I'll save that for the outro chat. Sure, but anyway, sure. let's let's dive into Raw because it was a very newsworthy episode. It was of Raw. You know, not only did we have the Asuka return, we had Becky's return as well, mm -hmm. and the return of Mustafa Ali. So let's dive into that. Here is the show. Now, Peter, mm. the internet is a scary place. Sure is. Oh, the internet is a terrifying place. You've seen YouTube comments. Whew. Oof. And you know, just, scary. just when you think that the internet couldn't be a scarier place, mm. you find out that there are data companies that are just mining your personal data. Mm. There are companies out there, farming companies, that have got your name, your address, your relatives, your gender, your email address, your phone number, your personal address. Because when you sign up for things... People, there are companies that then buy that data and then sell that data off onto other companies. Now, it's a, that's a terrifying prospect. However, the plus side of this, because it's not really a right thing to do, mm. is that you have the right, personally, to have that data removed from their databases. Good. So it's a big thumbs up here. But then comes the other problem. There's too bloody many of them. Yeah. It's everywhere. There's thousands of these places, and they've all got your data. So Incogni is a company that just do it for you. Mm. You sign up for this, you get out them access, and then you sit back and watch their work unfold. And they just go out and they clear all of your data from these companies. It's a fabulous, fabulous service. And if you click our link, the first 100 people, so this is a live show, remember, folks. Mm -hmm. The first 100 people who use our promo code WTPodcast will get 20% off. So... It's a race now for you to mm -hmm. click that link and sign up for this fabulous, fabulous service. The internet's a scary place. It really does terrify me. But so protect yourself incogni. Thank you so much for sponsoring this podcast. Now, it's code WT podcast, if you didn't catch that. Absolutely. Yeah. Code WT podcast. Link in the video description down below being posted by our wonderful moderating team. Now, Peter. Hello. So, yeah, let's. Should we go back to the start of this Mustafa Ali saga? Yes. So this goes back to October mm -hmm. when uh, Mustafa Ali finished up his feud with Mansoor and then... Sure. Yeah, he, <laughs> he got drafted to SmackDown, yep. got beat by Drew, mm -hmm. and then was that when he cut the promo that was just like, you fans boo me because of the way that I look? I'll be honest, Luke, I don't know. Pete, you're the guy who reviews SmackDown. I can't remember last <laughs> week's SmackDown, let alone one in October. So it looked like he was going to have this whole change in character. And yes. we didn't see anything of that. Mm -hmm. Then in around November time, it was the same day as Full Gear, I remember this. Mm. He released a video online that said, like, here is the character I was going to be doing. Mm -hmm. However, the powers that be, i.e. Fox, and I think Vince McMahon didn't like it either, scrapped this plan. It was yep. going to be this whole sort of like presidential kind of like mm -hmm. political campaign thing. It was a really, really clever face of America type gimmick. If you haven't seen the video, I'd go out of your way to watch it because it's absolutely awesome it's so so cool and it didn't come to fruition 
And then it came out earlier this year that Mustafa Ali had a massive backstage argument with Vince McMahon over creative direction because WWE then pitched to him creative that he did not agree with yeah. and felt that it was like morally he should not do mm-hmm. this. We don't know what that creative was, but I would imagine if someone said morally I don't want to do that, I don't think it was good. No, I don't think so. One would assume it was bad. Yes. Um. So, but we can't, you know, go to what that is. No. So, because we don't know. So, this was all come from Sean. You did this Fightful Select report. Mm-hmm. And Mustafa Ali publicly asked for his release. Yeah. I think he asked for his release first. That was in January. And I think the report came out after that. And, you know, so the report was like he had this. Bug. And the, the in the report, they said, since October, he hasn't even been backstage. He hasn't been backstage for months. And the people backstage assumed that he was taking time off for paternity leave. And the word is, is that he only had one, he only asked for one week off for paternity leave. Yeah. And then he just never came back because they didn't bring him back in for TV mm-hmm. because of the big backstage blow up and everything like that. He wasn't backstage. And the public asked for his released. They denied it. Mm-hmm. The report at the time was is because Vince McMahon sees value in him. So despite the fact that all of this talent has been released, you know, like even this year, there are people who've gone. Cesaro's gone. Tony Storm has gone. I know Tony, like Cesaro is a unique one because his contract came to an end and he just left. Tony Storm just walked basically yeah. and then got released. Mm-hmm. And then you saw all the budget cuts releases as well. We had them back in sort of October, November last year and, you know, throughout the year as well. So Mustafa Ali was kind of like, everyone took the opinion was that he was stuck. Yes. Because he then put up a tweet was like, guys, I'm here for another two and a half years. Yeah. See you in two and a half years. And it, and it I hope was, I can get back to wrestling soon. That's exactly it. I hope yeah. I get to wrestle soon, but I, yeah. as, as it currently stands, I am stuck here for two and a half years yeah. because that's how long he's got left on his contract. And everyone was like, man, that sucks for Ali. And, you know, the hashtag of free Ali was mm-hmm. sort of like a, a movement that was going along. And it really felt like this was going to be a Brody Lee situation mm. where he had, he asked for his release, his release qu- uh, request got denied, and then he was just stuck in the company for a year and a bit. Yep, and he was brought back once, I think, to if you'd uh, to tag with Eric Rowan again, mm-hmm. and that was about it. Aside from that, brought to TV, not used, kept home, paid to sit at home in this and the other. Yep, wasted a lot of his career, he just sat at home waiting. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us were slightly concerned this was also going to happen with Ali. Yep. So then, lo and behold, Fightful Select report over the weekend that there had been creative pitches to bring Ali back to TV. Not only that, but to bring him back as early as monday's raw mm-hmm. and then bugger me he's on raw and i even when i read the report and i knew the report i did the rest of talk news yesterday so i mm. knew this was kind of coming i was still surprised to see mustafa ali walk out i was stunned i legitimately was stunned because like you said it's that kind of situation where you just feel like right this is wwe's decision this is what they want to do with Ali. They're just going to have him sit out the rest of his contract. They don't want to release him. Whether you have moral objections to that or whatever, that's the decision they've made. We won't be seeing Ali. Mm-hmm. So when his music hit here, I was like, whose music is that? No, I no have idea. not a clue who this is. And then it just cuts to the Tron, and you just see Mustafa Ali papered across the Tron. I was like, really? Like, what? He came out to interrupt a Miz TV segment with Theory. 
who was boasting that he was the youngest US, uh, youngest US champ in history. Miz was kind of like pep talking me as like kind of like a mentor figure to be like, look, no one should come out here and demand a title shot against you. It was a you, really well set up segment. It was a really, really good segment. I really enjoyed it. But then, Don't say that often about Miz TV segments. No, but I thought, was I thought this really was good. excellent. And Ali comes out, out of nowhere, just walks out and he's like, hey, I want a US title match. And it's like, where have you been? <laughs> well, that, I mean, they... I, and you'd think, oh, maybe they've just brought him back and they're just not going to reference any of this. Right. It's part of his character. It sure is. It seems like that is now part of his new gimmick. Because, like, Miz says, was like, do you still work here? Do you still work here? Austin Theodore was like, didn't you take your ball and went home? Yeah. You know, when the match gets set up, Miz says to him, it was like, you're going to make me, you're going to wish you did get your walking papers. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a And when he came out, it was either Corey Graves or whoever it was said, uh, and I, I might, I'm slightly getting the, the wording on this wrong, is, uh, do, 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 where is it? Um, the only way to make changes is the change is to change from within the system. Mm. So that's almost the character they're sort of portraying for him is that yeah he wanted to leave because he doesn't like the way that the system inside uh, is running. However, the only way to change a broken system is to change it from inside. You can't change it from the outside, so you have to change it from within. So that's now like Mustafa Ali's character. Yeah, and he's a baby face. And he's a baby face. <laughs> and he's on Raw. He was he's on, on SmackDown Raw. last time we saw him. <laughs> so, like, a lot of changes have been made here. Yeah. And there was that report, actually, from WrestlingNews.co uh, yesterday, I think it was, might have been Sunday, that apparently said that Vince is making a lot of changes at the mm. moment to heel and face dynamics because mm -hmm. he feels like a lot of people have been miscast. And that is why you know, Zia Lee randomly turned heel. Yep. That is why uh, Rhea Ripley has turned heel. It's mm -hmm. why Champa turned heel on this show. It's yep. why uh, Mansoor has now turned heel. He's now part of uh, Model Night Agency mm. or Knight's Model Agency. Sure. The weirdest group in WWE. It's a dark segment group, I guess. Like, it's only happening for live crowds. It's, it's not on TV. It's a dark segment group with LA Knight, Mansoor, Soren Mace. Who I think has been rebranded to Face. That is bananas, if that is true. But I don't know, because it's not on TV. It's just <laughs> so these dark segments know. that I get reported on the internet, and no one's ever seeing this thing. I'm, I don't believe it's real until I, I, I see it with my own two eyes. I have seen a picture of LA Knight and Mace together in the ring. I'm like, baffling. Don't, I don't believe it. Flabbergasted. It's on NXT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, not, it's, not, it's a dark segment thing. But yeah, this was... So that's part of Ali's character now. Mm -hmm. And they had this brilliant little setup here with, to go with a match against The Miz. Because what Ali said was like, hey, you know, the great thing about the US title is the open challenges. Mm -hmm. So let's have an open, like set up an open challenge here. And Miz walks up and he's like, you don't just get to wave a magic wand, wave a magic wand and make matches. Yeah. Like you can't just send a text message and make a, a match made. And Austin Theory goes, oh, I just text Vince McMahon. <laughs> and um, he's made a match between you two. And Miz is like, Oh what? Yeah, and I love that Miz was playing up. He was like, you know, I could wrestle you right now, and you would regret ever facing me. I could do that right now, and I'd embarrass you. But I, I, I but I can't. I, I can't do it right now because we can't just make matches. And Austin was like, oh, we made a match. It was really well comedically timed. And Miz was like, well, uh, what? And then has to like you know play the bride. I was like, well, good, good, good. good. This good. is I, what I, I wanted. I'm glad you made this match. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Yeah. I, I think Miz TV segments are garbage television. Mm. But this most was most of the time. But this was a really, really good edition of it, and I actually quite liked the interplay between him and Theory. I will say, did he do a Miss TV last week, or the week before that? I watched last week's show. Yeah, I didn't. What was last week's show? Was there one? I can't remember. But the point is, Luke, since WrestleMania, he's had a good Miss TV segment with Cody Rhodes, 
and he's had a good Miz TV segment with Theory and Mustafa Ali. Maybe Miz TV is good. Is Miz TV <laughs> actually good, Luke? What a, what a turnaround for 2022. <laughs> Never been a good one in the history of mankind. We've had two, but it was back to back. It's actually good. It's actually, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I thought this was a, a really, really cool segment. And the, the Ali thing is, is so weird. So to the question of mm. why has he returned? Sean Rossap uh, alluded to on Fightful's post-Raw review that there's going to be a report on Fightful Select today. <laughs> see Mod Mother Jennings just put up a poll of, is Miss TV actually good? Thank you, Mod Mother. Thanks, Mod Mother. Um, yeah, so there's going to be a, a report on Fightful Select uh, later today that kind of goes into the details of this. Sean didn't want to say anything too much on um, the Fightful review because that makes sense. he was waiting to corroborate some things that he had heard and this, that, yeah. and the other, and you know where it comes in. Someone did ask, is this a case of he's contractually obliged to be there, which is why he's there, mm-hmm. or is it a case of he wanted to come back and creative was given to him that he liked and he came back? Yeah. And Sean's answer to that was it's a bit of both. Okay. So we'll wait until we got the full Fightful Slate report before we say anything concrete. I'm not saying here that Sean Rossap is reporting mm-hmm. that because he isn't. It was just something that he was saying on the show. I think sometimes in wrestling news media, those sorts of comments can sort of snowball and take lives yes. of their own when they don't really mean what they mean. I just mm-hmm. thought it was an interesting thing that he said. Um, so for me, I am so curious to learn because I thought that this might just be a case of, you know, an olive branch was uh, was reached out and Ali took him was like, okay, let's have a discussion here. And the mm-hmm. only reason I think that is because of the creative direction of this. The fact that asking for his release is part of his character. Yeah. The, oh, you still work here? Is mm-hmm. part of his character. The make changes from within. I think that the, maybe it was Ali said, like, look, here is what we could do. Mm-hmm. Here is a pitch I would like to make. And they work with creative, and that's that's the other. As opposed to Vince McMahon got on the phone and was like, you son of a bitch, you, I'm paying you to serve him. You come mm-hmm. here now. I don't think that's the case. Yeah. I think that Ali's got a great idea for a character here. If he needs to make changes from within the system, what's a better way to do that than to be the SmackDown hacker? (laughs) (laughs) Bring that back, I reckon. Uh, No, but genuinely, though, I do think this could... This is going to be one of those gimmicks where you could feasibly blur the lines a little bit between reality and fiction. And you can have something that's really interesting because people have organically bought into Ali leaving WWE. And I really think... That's how this story should end. It should be Ali trying to leave WWE and trying to make changes within WWE Ooh. or whatever. And it ends with him legitimately leaving the company. Huh. Because that, what's the other end goal? Well, yeah, I, it's so curious to know, like, what is the next step of this? Which is good. That's what you want from a character. Right? It's like, well, yeah. I've got to tune in next week to see what this is now. Because mm. they had a heel turn at the end of the... I suppose that we had two turns in this because Ali turned sure babyface and then someone turned heel at the end of it. Yes. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious to see what that next step of the character is which is good i mean hey cool i want to watch raw next week there's a lot of this on this show that was like i need to watch next week's show mm-hmm. and i can't wait to see what happens next yeah but excellent episode of raw i thought this was. and not just roman reigns saying you should watch raw not oh, that one oh, yeah not that kind of thing but an actual like legitimate intrigue and uh, yeah exactly here's an interesting uh counterpoint slash theory mm. not that theory though uh what if they just never reference it again and ali is just a baby face. Just a, just a guy on the roster. Just a dude that's yeah. going to be feuding with Champa. And then he's on main event in two And he's just time. on main event, and he's just a guy. That is a real worry, right? Yeah. Like that, is a, that is a genuine concern. And it's not like a... There's not... Like there hasn't been precedent for that. Right. Like, 
I, I mean, bless his heart, bless his cotton socks. I don't think this Veer Mahan push is lasting much longer. I have mixed thoughts on the Veer Mahan push. Um, it's through no fault of his own, by no, the way. No, I think he's doing very good stuff. Um, but I, I, I think on, on the on the subject of Ali, I think that... I, I'm trying not to be too pessimistic yeah, about Yeah, I it. know. But, it, but it's hard not to be sometimes, because we've seen this pattern before they have such a track record such a track record of doing this of bringing people back with all of this promise and everything like that and then it falls apart in three weeks there's a reason why this podcast has had the running gag of the three-week push yeah because there is a legit three-week push dynamic within wwe yeah i I don't know how long this will last for ali i'm really glad that he's back on our screen. So glad. I was it was so, so happy to see him. It was such a breath of fresh air when I saw him come out and he was cutting a promo and I was like, damn, he's a good promo. He's so good. And I watched him wrestle and I was like, he's a good wrestler. He like, got a great oh, match out of Miz. He really did. And I, I really enjoyed seeing him back on my screens and I wish I can see him more. And I hope he's used properly because he's a really good wrestler. And it, it did give me a slight glimmer of hope was that he wasn't completely buried. He came in and it wasn't like they just went, huh, aren't you the guy who took his ball and went home? And then they had Theory squash him in like 30 seconds. You know, they didn't have any of that. He beat Miz, granted via roll-up, but he beat Miz. He stood his ground in the promo battle. It wasn't just a way to just like mock him, which also WWE has done in the past. So that gives me some amount of hope that yeah. hopefully they're going to actually use Ali in some meaningful way. I hope so as well. I thought it was also interesting as well. We'll move on and get into your ultra chats in just a second. Mm. Uh, I did think it was very interesting as well because I've made this point previously about uh, WWE crowds, um, mostly on Raw, but it has been seen on SmackDown as well. Do you remember when uh, Becky was feuding with Liv and they talked about like Ruby Riot getting released mm. and like Edge brought up um morrison getting released during his feud with the miz yeah and no one reacted to it no that happened here again because mm-hmm. like uh, like the crowd chanted welcome back when he came out so they know that he's been gone mm-hmm. but when miz is making reference to him asking for his release no one reacted to those lines whatsoever yeah I, th- I find it so bizarre if like that line had been said in an aew show mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not trying to compare the two companies i'm actually comparing the two crowds yeah that audience would have been like a oh sort of thing kind of like what happened when Britt baker mm-hmm. made that comment about tony storm saying you're going to want to walk out of another company yeah crowd oh because they know the story mm-hmm. i really do feel like there's just this 80 percent of wwe's live attendance are not on the dirt sheets or reading stuff on yeah. the internet I, I was really confused because you had ali return here and people were like oh welcome back and i was like okay so people know great but then they don't react to those lines. And then elsewhere on the show, someone else comes back who's been out for ages and they don't chart welcome back to Asuka. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so you so you do know the story of Ali, but you don't care about the lines talking about the reasons Ali's been gone. Yeah. So you... What? <laughs> Very confused. I don't know what these, what this crowd wants. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment. 
you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Uh, right, well, let's get into your Ultra Chat on this topic. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Get in your Ultra Chats. We will read out all of them above the five US dollar. We'll read out every single one of them before the end of the show. Just before you read the first one, mm-hmm. I just want to point out the topic that the, the moderator who's gathering these uh, Ultra Chats has done for this Mustafa Ali topic has put Mustafa Ali and then in brackets, V-E, Mustafa Alive. That's smart. That is smart. Well, clever. Well done. Is it Les? Well done. Is it Who's gathering your today? chest today? It is Les. Well, well done, Les. Well done, Les. That is very good work. Very clever. Uh, we're kicking things off, however, with Chris, who said, uh, it's great for Ali, but it's amazing how he's getting better treatment now than... Alexa Bliss, who's carried the company for so long yet gets no respect from either the IWC or WWE. Chris, you are part of the IWC. Yep. And instead, they attack and support, abuse, and put her down. Chris... You are looking in all the wrong places, my friends. Yep. Don't go searching for these things. Yes. If you, if you, and I say this with so much love for you, if you go looking for Alexa Bliss getting abuse, you will find it. Yes. I love, Raven is my favorite wrestler on the planet. Mm. If I want to go and find people saying nasty things about Raven online, I can find it mm. because I am searching for it. Yes. But if I want to find people saying really nice things about Raven, I can also find that by searching for it key there is I don't search for any of the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't search for any of the good stuff either because I don't care. Mm-hmm. But Chris, appreciate you anyway getting in touch. Thank you very much. Um, uh, he also adds, it's amazing that Ali, Asuka, Fear have all been on Raw more than Alexa Bliss has. Randy and Bianca get to win in their hometowns, unlike Alexa. So they have got created for Ali, but none for Alexa. Who'd thought she'd be treated worse than Ali? Sad times free Bliss. 
We don't know what the status is with Alexa Bliss. Apparently, she did have a... She has uh, aired creative frustrations, mm -hmm. and quite rightly so as well. Oh, yeah. Because Christmas Day, we said at the time, during all of those um, therapy sessions, there's no direction for this. Like you could see it clear as day there was no direction for it. Mm -hmm. Then just randomly brought it back for the Elimination Chamber. And I said, I bet you any money there's no creative direction for this. Yep. Because she came out, the character had not changed whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Rest of the match hasn't been seen since. Yep. Because, shock horror, there were no creative plans for it. Yeah. It's very bad at times. And I think, to echo what Chris is saying, I think it's shocking that they don't have anything created for Alexa Bliss. It's unbelievable. Because she is, is one of the most popular women on the roster. It's insane. That yeah. reaction she got in Saudi Arabia as well. Mm-hmm. Insane that they have nothing for her. I'll be honest, I don't know what reaction she got. I haven't watched the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah. Uh, the Guilty Hat said, Only Ali can know why he came back, was brought back. As long as he's happy and I get to watch him do a wrestle on TV instead of Twitter, <laughs> I can only be happy with that. Man, it's so good. Uh, man, it's so good at what he does to be stewing at home for two years. Him versus Cody, please. Now, we didn't actually talk about the heel turn that came afterwards, which mm. was Tommaso Ciampa. Lost his first name, now just Champa. Champa, uh, which is probably the easiest prediction I think we ever could have made was that before long he would just be called Champa. We were saying in the and office. Now he is. It was like two weeks ago when we said he's coming. Now, because Adam said, "Is he up on the main roster?" And I said, "Yeah." And then we all said, "Well, he lost his surname, or yeah. he lost his first name within two weeks." Yeah. But we also joked that it's kind of good for us because I spell his name wrong every single time <laughs> I write it down. Is it two M's or two S's? And every time I think I got it, yeah. it's the other one. It's the other way around. Every single time, and I and I don't think I'm wrong here mm -hmm. because if I think it's two S's, it turns out it's two M's. Mm -hmm. If I think it's two M's, I think he's changed it to two <laughs> S's. I think he does it to mess with me. <laughs> to to mess so jumper with you. <laughs> Sorry, that was really bad. <laughs> Hot damn, that was terrible. So that is like, you know, we were talking about Ali going into a feud with um, Austin Theory over the title. Mm, yeah. But it seems like we're setting up a feud between him and Champa. Hey, yeah. like Ali versus Champa. I'm all for that. Sounds feud, like a man. fun time. I don't know who's winning that feud, though. And I think either option is bad for the other person. Uh, yeah, it's, I suppose it's kind of like the, the Ballard Priest match we got in here. Is like mm. yeah, both of these lads probably could do with a win here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor old Pin Ballard. Uh, maybe. Uh, so we've got um, the poll results of Is Miss TV actually mm. good? 41% uh, voted for yes, while 58% voted for no. I think those people are probably right. <laughs> the bad one, just two shows doesn't make it good. Uh, the bad one, Jam Beard, said, Here, have some Canadian money. <sighs> Uh, also, so love Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that the bit? I understand Ollie, but you love Canada. Canada is the best place on earth, right? Um, also, saw someone comment on Twitter last night that Veer's opponent looked like Chopper Pete. So I've got to ask Pete, how's your cervix doing? I look. I saw the person. I already. I saw that tweet before I watched Raw. Yeah. So I just saw the photo of the person they were facing. I was like. That looks nothing like me. That is just a bald man with a beard that is white. Well, come on, that man. doesn't mean they look like me. Hey, that des that describes you to a T, mate. I know. Um, I'm going to say, I, I honestly don't remember. Because a lot of people also said they look like Ryback. 
and I <laughs> that's more apt. And I honestly, I, I don't think I paid honestly, enough if you attention. find a picture of him on www.com, that's impressive. I doubt you'll be able to see him. I'm going to be honest with you. I was making a bagel during the Veer match, so I that's didn't actually fair. see who the see, lad there's was. There's Veer, and there's not his face. Yeah, there's a bald guy. Oh there's man, they don't have him. I told the you. Camera. Why would they show him when they can show Veer Mahan instead? Yeah, I mean, his fairy is the star of this. Um, Anyway, so uh, what have we got next? Right, my DR. cervix is fine. Thank you for asking. <laughs> but how's your ass? <laughs> it's healed from being broken. Uh, right, dear. Hey yo, the great Askish shows up and immediately gives Roy an extra point in my book. Biased, of course. On a separate note, Edge talks down to everyone, sits in a giant chair, and watches his enforcer inflict violence. He is Shang Tsung. That is what I said on last week's show. Yep. Very uh, good. I'm glad that Ali is back and not being benched. Seems to be uh, in a story that isn't completely depressing mess. I am begging that he and Champa get more than five minute rush of match next week. Yeah, me too. Hope all is well with you. Jam that jam. Love you 3005. Completely agree with you. I do hope that they can be given time because that is, you know, we can all hope for great matches. Mm. It's not me we're going to get them. If WWE wants it to be great, it will be great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and there was a lot of that on this show. Mm. Um, thank you all so much for your Ultra Chats. We'll get to the rest of them at the end of this show once we've completed the review. Get your Ultra Chat into resttalk.com forward slash support. Have your opinion voiced. And while you're clicking links, click the link in the video description down below to check out this sponsor. This episode sponsor, Incogni. The first 100 people. And I don't even know how many people have click the link Oof. and use the promo code WT podcast get yourself 20% off Cogni is a great service that protects your data the internet is a scary place and it has stolen your identity you can reclaim it back through Incogni Let's go through this episode, which was celebrating Randy Orton's 20 years in WWE. I didn't realize it was exactly 20 years because, you know, generally when people do these kind of celebrations, it's like, eh, it's in the rough ballpark, you know, we'll do 25 years of Raw, but it's like sort of in the same month. It's fine. Jericho did like, I think a month of like, yeah. I've been wrestling for 30 years now. Yeah. So it's like, whatever. But then... They kicked off the show with Riddle in the ring, bunch of people on the outside, loads of them heels for some yeah, reason. Yeah, why were there so many heels there? Why was Veer there? I don't know. That was weird. But regardless, he then says, let's take a look at Randy Orton's career. Throws to a, honestly, really cool video package. Awesome video package. Of showing 20 years of Randy Orton. It showed his debut, popped up with the date of April 25th, 2002 uh and showing his debut and just looking at his progression through that and they kind of built up and it's like he's a u.s champion he's a world champion look at this really awesome rko that he did here's his view with cena here's all this really cool stuff that he's done look he unified the titles he did all this stuff main event at wrestlemania blah, 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 blah. like listed off all the things that orton did showed some really cool stuff throughout his whole career and it was just really nice it was just nice to just awesome. be like Look at Orton, isn't he great? Awesome, awesome video package highlighting how he has bored me to tears for 20 years. He's been really good, Luke. Uh, Pete, I am not the world's biggest Randy Orton fan. I'm aware. I, th I think that is quite well known on here. Mm. I can name you five Randy Orton matches that I think are worth watching. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just, he's just not my style of wrestler. And that's absolutely fine. I appreciate that he's other people's style of wrestler, particularly WWE style of wrestler. The one thing that you cannot deny, or I certainly cannot deny, is how over mm. Randy Orton is. And I've been saying, like, during all of this RK Bro stuff, because I think this is the best stuff that he has ever done. This is the this is the first time I've been really, 
truly invested in Randy Orton as a character yeah. and as a performer. I think he is doing some of the best work that he has done. I, I think it is tremendous. But this video package really highlights like, man, this guy's done like so much. Mm-hmm. I've just not been asked about uh, 95% of it. That's totally fair. But he is so massively over with his crowd and has got an enduring legacy. And what the, was incredible about this opening segment and the match that came later as well is that, yeah, he's been around for... 20 years two decades mm-hmm. and i watched him and i was like man, he's got another two decades in him oh yeah at, he's got so long at, at the very least he's got another two decades in him and it took me back to 2001 when they were celebrating the decade of destruction with the undertaker mm-hmm. and all of the schoolyard chatter was just like he's probably going to retire this year because mm-hmm. he's been wrestling because like there was like oh my god he's been wrestling for 10 years mm-hmm. yeah he's probably going to be retiring this year and you know little did we know he would wrestle Lol. a hell of a long time yeah. after that but it really did feel like the undertaker at that point like looked you know he was old he's been, yeah. been doing it for 10 years in, as this character and whatnot randy orton here looks pretty much the same as he did 20 years ago and God, that is really good. incredible that's so so good he's got such a good legacy and speaking of legacy here we go absolutely with the segues it is good yeah because um Riddle brings out Cody Rhodes, mm-hmm. um, who as comes down as a surprise. And it was just, it was a really cool moment uh, to see them in the ring together. And then I popped when Ezekiel got in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> and Ezekiel is weird because it's Ezekiel. Mm-hmm. But Ezekiel gets in and it's just like, I thought it would be a really good opportunity to introduce myself. <laughs> <laughs> I am Ezekiel, the younger brother of Elias. Elias's younger brother, yeah. <laughs> we used to watch each other. Um, we used to we used to watch you wrestle mm-hmm. when we were kids. Yeah, I thought it was really really funny. It's funny. Uh, Orton, sorry, Owens comes out and he's just mm-hmm. like, he's a liar, he's, he's a, liar, a liar. liar. Seth Rollins had stood up at this point, and the Usos came out, and I was like, holla holla, I smell an eight man tag player. Adam Pearce comes out, makes the match a really really fun opening segment. I also really just very quickly wanted to point out at the very end of the video package, it showcased all of Orton's career. And then right at the end of the video package, it focused a little section just on RK Bro. I'm like, that is genius. To have, look at Orton's career, and here's why you should care right now of what he's doing. Yep. And then after that, Orton came out and cut a really like genuinely heartfelt promo, yeah. which was also really lovely to be like, look, I am just having so much fun. And I think you guys can tell that I'm having so much fun. And it's because of Riddle. Love you, man. Brings him in. It's like, Orton just said he loves someone. What's happening? I, it's I, great. I never want him to turn. No, that's the Never thing. want these two to turn on each other. If you'd have told me before these two got together, I would really enjoy Ernest Babyface Randy Orton. Right? Oh, sorry, you're insane. Yeah. No way. Absolutely. But not. it's so good. I thought, it was, I thought it was a tremendous opening segment. So much fun. Uh, we saw Bianca Belair hanging out with Kane, probably telling her uh, or defending some of the things he puts out on Twitter. Uh, and then we got... Yeah, the... uh, let's not breeze over that. Kane. Kane was just there. Well, he's the mayor of Knox County, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Which is where they were. Yeah, yeah. Just Kane. And then they go, that's oh, Kane. You're just hanging out. Cool, let's move on. It's like, <laughs> all right. I'm surprised they didn't do an in ring segment yeah. with him. Right. You know, choke slamming a heel or something. Yeah. The mayor of this place, you yeah. know, choke slamming. I think there's a lot of fun to be there. But yeah, no, he was just there. Mm. Just talking to Bianca Belair. And then he was later just talking to someone else. And that was that. <laughs> cool. Uh, we then Weird. got for the Raw Women's Championship Sonya Deville versus Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was heel authority shenanigans where. Deville got counted out almost immediately. Then she got mm-hmm. the microphone. Was like, no, no, there's a lot of water around here. I slipped. It's now a no count out. Uh, no, no count outs anymore. Mm-hmm. Then she uh, hits Bianca Belair with a chair, and then she's like, no, 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 it's not. D- it's no DQ. Mm-hmm. And then 
Carmella and Zelina Vega run out together. And I'm like, didn't you guys break up they, on the Raw after Mania? That was like broke up. one of the only angles that they did on Raw after Mania was yeah. break you guys up as an act. Yep. And now you're just back together again? Yep. I was like, all right. And then I was like, why doesn't why hasn't Bianca got any friends? Yeah. Because there were no baby faces running out to her age. Not that she needed the aid, because no. she beat all three of them quite easily. Quite easily. And yeah. it was awesome. Mm. But I, there was me being like, and it's an easy fix for this. Just have Sonya Deville say, like, no one else can run out now. Yeah. It's all weird. It, even if you had one baby face run out, get beaten up by Carmella and Zelina, and then Sonya's like, ah, no, 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 no more of that. Off you go. You're rejected and no yeah. one else can come out. Anyone else who fine. interferes in this match will be fined yeah. a million sure. dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that then writes out, that gives you a reason as an audience viewer as to why no one is trying to help Bianca Belair. Exactly, yeah. Um, I thought that the story beats in this match were good. They just didn't have enough time to let it breathe. Yeah. Because if, you, if you're going to have like, oh, Sonya gets counted out, you do that after like 10 minutes of wrestling, right? Having it 30 seconds after the match starts is not great. There's there's no... You're like, oh, well, Sonya's terrible then. She just got counted out after 30 seconds. She's a bad wrestler. Whereas if you're like, you know, you, you have a very like tense match, loads of back and forth, and then Bianca does something on the outside, does like a KOD to the outside or whatever, then Sonya gets counted out. And then she's like, no, 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 actually as an authority figure, everyone's like, oh, boo, you lost legitimately, and then she comes back in. And then, you know, you have the the Carmella and Zelina get in, they beat Bianca down for ages, and then she comes back. That's a really good story. Those are all really good story beats. It just needed more time to fully realize what it's supposed to. As if it had been on pay-per-view, for yes. example, as opposed right. to being moved off pay-per-view to this show. Exactly. So the Bianca get and win in our hometown. Totally get that. Yeah, Actually, that's fine. A, well, a wonderful idea. Yeah. My worry is, though, that we are just going to get a rematch of this at the pay-per-view. It's raw backlash. Because, like, like there's no one else now for her to feud with. Mm. Me and Sullivan were talking about this on last week's episode. Like, there are no other heels that she can feud with at a top level. That aren't busy, right? Yeah, because, like, you know, Becky Lynch, we've just done that feud. There's Dewdrop. Mm-hmm. But I've seen that match to death because they've already done that feud this year. And there's Rhea Ripley, but she's busy. She's busy with Liv Morgan. Nikki A.S.H. is is it twenty four seven geeks? Yep. Like who else is there? It's no one. Like she's got no one else to feud with now, no. other than Sonya Deville. Yeah. Or Liv or um Carmella and Carmella and Queen But crikey, they do not feel on her level whatsoever. Not at all. No. So we are now looking at a picture where. Asker and Becky Lynch, and I would argue Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, mm-hmm. are bigger feuds than what the Raw Women's Champion is doing. Yep. Which and sucks. It does. It really, really sucks. And this was a company that once had a women's division that was so stacked they had to introduce more title belts. Yeah. Crazy, that, it's isn't cr- it? It's crazy to think. And so I think that sucks with Bianca Belair. Although I, d- I do think overall, I thought this was a thumbs up win segment. I just wish it had been on paper and given more time. I agree. There is one person we've forgotten. Bailey. Yeah, if she's ready. If she's ready to come back. I would bring her back and feud with Bianca. That sounds fun. Sounds a lot of fun, actually. That's yeah. a really good shout. Um, we then backstage, Deville argued with Vega and Carmella, and she slapped both of them. Um, so, sorry. Yeah? The justification for this, of why Carmella and Zelina were helping her, was because they wanted a tag title match. 
<laughs> they broke up two weeks ago. Why do you want a tag title match? That... Because there's no other teams, Pete. They were like, well, we've got to put one of those teams back together. We'll probably have Stop to... breaking up your teams! We'll have them split up in a couple of weeks' time. God. Uh, we've got a recap of AJ Styles getting attacked by Spooky last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... I... Okay. So Edge cut his promo from his Shang Tsung throne with Damien Priest standing next to him. Mm-hmm. There's a lot about edge's group that i really like mm-hmm. i quite like the house of purple aesthetic yep. yep uh i know a lot of people are making the sort of like it's the wish.com version of the house of black i don't i think that's slightly unfair I, I agree think, i think this is actually quite a cool look to this group yep. the entrance is pretty rad like the entrance the priest got later i thought was you know so a lot of good to be had from that the content of edge's promos though i don't like and there's two reasons for it one the Mountain of Omnipotence is just such a garbled word to say. It's the Island of Relevancy. It's, yeah, it's just... It's, but it, worse. It's just... It's nonsense. Yeah. It, it means nothing. But the second one, and this really is my biggest bugbear of this, the most heat he gets is when he buries local town heat. Yeah. Like when he gets local town sports teams and just says, like, oh, your local town sports team sucks. And the crowd, but that is the most the crowd ever boo him. And that, to me, says that people do not buy him as a credible villain and a credible heel. Because they're not booing him for his actions. Mm-hmm. Not booing him for his promos. They're booing him because they said the, I don't know, whatever town's, the uh, red uh, pants, whatever they're called. <laughs> like, you're you're bad at the baseball. And like, boo! Red pants. Your red pants. Tommy Delongio from the red <laughs> pants didn't hit a home run last week. Boo! Yeah, we didn't win the the the, the team cup of of America. You're right, we didn't. Yeah. Boo this man! It's the only way he's getting heel heat at the moment, and I yeah. think that is a problem with the promo. I couldn't tell you anything that Edge said in no. this promo. Could not tell you a single thing. But the aesthetics are so cool. They're so Luke. cool, right? They're yeah. so cool. Yeah. Also, I really like the fact that he has the scale thing that he does with the scales because it's like the Judgment Day 2009 poster where it was Edge with the scales in a thing. And now the group is called Judgment Day. That's really cool. Very cool. But what do the scales mean, Pete? I don't know, but it looks cool. And it's fine. It's fine. Uh, Veer Mahan beat an enhancement talent that some people think looked like Pete. Um, that was actually sent into Fightful's podcast as well. It was like, what, that it looks like me? It looked like you, yeah. Oh, and Sean thought it was hilarious. <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, Veer won. Uh, this is going I'm gonna, nowhere. I'm going to get the tweet up so I can, <laughs> I can find the picture. <laughs> This is going nowhere fast. Uh, I feel bad for Veer. I don't like that he's presented as this, um, this. Oh, he should be imprisoned animal. Like he is a, this uncaged animal. Oh, he's a he's a wild savage from India, and we should be really scared. Oh, come on, you guys! Right, Pete's just show me what the lad looks like. That does not look like Pete. That looks nothing like Pete. It's a bald man with a beard. Oh my god, that couldn't look any less like this you. This is what I'm saying, Luke. And everyone's like, well, I think it looks like... I, I genuinely thought it was Pete. Had to do a double take. <laughs> like, no, you didn't. John Silver looks like John me. Silver looks like me. Or you this look like him, whichever not. one of you was born first or second. That guy looks nothing like you whatsoever. Nothing like me. Yeah. Ridiculous. Y'all are crazy. <laughs> But uh, anyway, Veer Mahan, I feel bad for him. This push is going nowhere, and I am bored to tears by it. I'm really upset because I've I've said this before. I think Veer Mahan has a lot of upside, and I think that you can have fun squash matches. Squash matches are not an instant death sentence. They're really not. They are when you do them week after week, though. Yep. 
Yes, to a degree. I think if people can get behind the offense that the person is doing and they want to see him hit a certain move or they want to hit him, they want to see him destroy some certain people. Like Braun Strowman got over doing squash matches. I, I, and, I, and the other person you could bring up on this is Ryback. Ryback. But those are. Wardlow. T- I, I, okay, but I'm specifically looking at WWE. Sure. The way that WWE structure mm-hmm. their squash matches. Yeah. That is two guys that we can name mm-hmm. in 10, 15 oh, years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's two guys in like 15 years that we can name that this has worked for. Because their formula is bad. Like those people, I think, have gotten over in spite of the booking that they've given them. Because you can have fun squash matches. It is possible to book fun squash matches, but they don't. Because it is Veer going clothesline, cervix, clutch, whatever the hell it's called. And that's it. Yeah. And he had a little bit extra here where he slammed them on a table. And then he did the cervical clutch again on the commentary table. And it's like... That's great, but now we're just watching the same thing. There's nothing extra to the presentation each week. And the thing that made, like, Braun Strowman and Ryback, those guys get over, is they progressed it. So Braun would beat up a guy, he'd beat up another guy, then he'd beat up two guys, and then he'd beat up three guys. And he'd do these unique moves every week that you wouldn't see from the previous week, and that's what got us invested in the character. Whereas VM Hahn is just doing the same thing every single week, because that's what they booked him to do, and it's just the same. It doesn't matter who he's facing when the match is exactly the same every time absolutely bored to tears yeah. by Veer Mahan and he's only been doing this for four weeks it's such a shame because I, I do think he's good he has upside to him you just l- can't see so it there's so much upside to him but like this is not the way to present this no uh, so I asked Pete uh, earlier today to step in for the Raw podcast review because mm. Ollie Davis still isn't feeling very well I know mm. he did the news today but his throat is still like really quite scratchy and he thought doing an hour long podcast would not help that completely yeah. agree with him so I asked Pete I was like can you watch Raw and you were like no, you smell. I don't want to watch Raw. Essentially. Uh, it's worse to that effect. But what me and Ali said, she was like, oh, do you know what, though? It was a really fun show. Mm. Like, I, and I, I, I was like, this was an awesome episode of Raw. I thought this was an excellent, excellent episode. And then you were like, all right, I've just watched a Veer Mahan squash match, and now there's a Bobby Lashley arm wrestling show. <laughs> I was like, all right, okay, the middle hour was quite bad, <laughs> but everything else was really good, Pete. <laughs> because, oh, this, this arm wrestling challenge. Look, this exists for two reasons. One, so Vince can have a wank. And two, because for whatever reason, these do crazy good numbers on YouTube. It's baffling. I cannot figure that out for the life of me. This is some of the least entertaining thing. This is one of the least entertaining things you could put on a show. It's so boring. Because it's a work. It's arm wrestling match. Arm wrestling is boring anyway. It's boring to watch because it's two people going for ages yeah. right uh, pulling but, fart faces but at least you can somewhat buy into it if it's a shoot because you want to see who's going it's a competition people like watching competition they like seeing one person win over another person that's just an inherent human thing but this has worked so, so why are you watching that's entertaining it's oh. just two people going until it's time for one person to let go and they go i won great yeah like god there is nothing to enjoy about this because because the thing is as well I reckon that you could make an entertaining, worked arm wrestling angle if there was a story baked into it. If it had some sort of significance or meaning behind it. If some person had had arm surgery and was coming back and had to read, this is a bad story, bad example, but if someone had like arm surgery and had a weak arm and had to come back and had to build the strength back up and, oh, you're so, so weak and your arm is still bad and I'm going to prove it, do arm wrestling and they still win. That's a story. I'm not saying it's great. But it's a story. This is arm wrestling for no reason! Well, the reason is because he's the almighty and Amos is dead strong and 
And He's tall and the other guy is strong. That is not a reason to have arm wrestling. That's a reason to have a wrestling match what? in a wrestling company. Pete, Pete, I've already seen that. They did that at WrestleMania. And, and it was bad. Won, and it was terrible. Bobby Lashley won that. And you know what happened? Here he's smacking one again. And then they're like, I hope you watch them having another match. No, because I've seen him win twice now. What is the point of any of this? God bless MVP. Always oh, trying, trying he's so hard. Trying his trying best. so hard. And WWE are trying so hard to make it sound like people are caring about this because they piped in so much crowd noise for this. Please go to Twitter, <laughs> check out Matthew posted up the video of this on uh, on his Botchamania it's Twitter so thread. Bad. It is staggering how terrible the audio is. You're gonna, I'm gonna see if I can find it. Don't 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 play it because I don't want to get a copyright. Oh strike. no, that's right. Yeah, that's fair. I would have put the video up on screen, but we can't oh, do it because I don't want to get a copyright so strike. So funny. Go and watch it because it is hilarious how unseamless it is that they pipe this in. This was so boring. And like, here are my notes. And I'm going to apologize now to Vinny and I'm going to apologize to Mod Mother because I am going to drop a swear. Here are my notes. Lashley mm -hmm. wins. It was. A moss attacks after the match. It was somehow. Because <laughs> a moss then beat him up badly. And he's just so cumbersome. And this was a failure on so many levels yeah and it was so boring to boot yeah terrible this was uh i wrote uh mvp promo i think lashley won i didn't watch the rest <laughs> that's what i did for this segment denise said on the the fightful post she got really hot about this segment because mm -hmm. you know amos attacked him after she got worked basically by the segment because amos attacked him after the match she was like but he lost and I'm like, yeah, I think they were supposed to do it for the that's, heat and point. But she said, like, if I saw people having an arm wrestling match in a bar and then, you know, one of them lost and then he attacked the other guy. And I was like, dude, if I saw people having an arm wrestling, doing arm wrestling in a bar, I would think they were the lamest people on earth. 100%. And I'm playing D&D &D yeah. in the corner of a pub. Yeah. And I'm looking at people being like, Christ, they're lame. Yep. I cannot imagine. Cannot fathom why they're getting so much views on YouTube. Uh, then Tazara and Tamina took on Reggie and Dana Brooke in a 24-7 mixed intergender doobity doobity doo. Dana Brooke. No, wait. Tazawa won? Tazawa won. Tazawa won. Yeah, Tazawa won. Truth tried to print book after the match. She can't trust anyone. I loved the wedding segment last week. I thought the wedding segment was a complete home run. It was a train wreck and I enjoyed it. It got worse the more it went and the more it went, the better it got. And I loved it for every single thing. I loved it for how terrible it was. I didn't like this one. This wasn't good. I think that there is one element of this which is funny or at least slightly different which is R-Truth being the special guest referee, and then after the match is done, trying to then pin and count the pin himself for a pin that he is doing on Dana Brooke. That is something slightly different. Dana gets out of it and runs off screaming, I trusted you! And it's like, why? Why did you trust him? Oh, he officiated the wedding last week. It's R-Truth. He always tries to get the title back. But he didn't try That's his thing. But he didn't try last week. He actually helped Dana Brooke escape last week. So she did have, you know, she had, I mean, okay. she had, cause, to, she right, had cause to trust him. If you ignore the entirety of what R-Truth has been doing for the last two years and only focus on last week, that is true. That is yeah, correct. That is correct. She's got, she is like uh, Dory. She, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she used R-Truth to get her escape from the ring. Oh, God. It was bad. I, I, I did not like this segment and I felt bad because I really liked really last bad. week's segment. But then. But then. See, that, that was the bad oh. section. And then we got to the good stuff again. Lads, lasses, pull up a chair and drink this in. Becky Lynch made her return and she walked down. And you're like, oh, right. Yeah, a star. Like, <laughs> you're, a, you're an actual star. 
you're a superstar presence on this show, which mm-hmm. Raw has been missing since WrestleMania because sure has. all of its top stars are the people that lost at WrestleMania yes. because all of the celebrities went at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes, I feel like, is the only guy that's still got that sort of superstar aura about him, and that's only because he's new. Mm-hmm. Um, give it a few weeks and he will just feel like every other lad. Becky Lynch came out here and I was like, God, I've missed Becky Lynch. And mm-hmm. She's only been gone three weeks. Yep. And I and she came out and she cut this promo and it was, of course, an awesome excellent becky lynch promo where she was just sort of like down and out she was like i have hit rock bottom this is the first time i've been on raw without a title belt in three years i have never looked in the mirror and not seen a champion i don't know what i'm supposed to do now and she put the microphone down and then all of a sudden it hit her she was like but that means that i've hit rock bottom that means the only way is up mm-hmm. i can only ascend from here and she just got the second win for this promo it was captivating stuff Mm -hmm. i loved this it was a really really good promo and i also really enjoyed the ups and downs she had a roller coaster journey through this because she came out dejected 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 got that second win to be like ah nothing's gonna stop me this is the start of a new comeback asuka's music hits and everyone goes oh snap and she just dropped the microphone and was just shocked asuka's come coming back i I have missed Asuka so oh, much. Oh, man. Absolutely. Oh, my empress is here. Because she came out and she just started shouting in Japanese. And I was like, yes! That's what I Give mean. me more of this! That's exactly it. Becky Lynch comes out and you're like, well, that is what a superstar looks like. Mm-hmm. And then Asuka comes out and you're like, oh, dip! There's another one! I'm seeing double here! Four <laughs> superstars! And she comes out and you're like, oh, my God, you're amazing. And I forgot how much I loved you. And, mm-hmm. I, and, I, and I cannot wait to see the wrestle. And then... To top all of this off, what I absolutely adore about all of this, it's not for the title. Mm-mm. This is just a feud. Yep. This is just a feud between two top stars who are going to clash, and I cannot wait to see them have a match. I am really looking forward to this because I really hope, and I really, really hope, that Asuka wins and it continues Becky Lynch's downward spiral. Gotta be because right. I'm well invested in Becky's downward spiral and I'm well invested in Asuka being great. Yep. So I'm just hoping these two come together. Great match. Hopefully a backlash. Asuka wins. She continues upwards. Becky continues downwards. I, still a superstar. I love I, it. Yeah. I mean, I hope they don't just have then three more matches after Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Let's not do that, Let's not please. do that. But I, I just love the fact this is... Someone um, uh, tweeted me recently about the, the 2K22 update. Um, about uh, them adding tag titles into uh, yeah. IGM mode for normal and hard mode when you're playing against the computer. And uh, he said, was like, I'm really glad of this update because I've got the Iconics and I've got American Alpha sat on my uh, on my roster and they're not doing anything with them because mm-hmm. I've got no titles for them to fight for. And I just thought to myself, like, well, you can't just book them in feuds. They're like, feuds don't always <laughs> have to be for titles. Yeah, You can't just book people in feuds. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes WWE forgets that. Yeah. And I love the fact that we have got this. It's not about the title. This is just about two. And that would be great if Bianca Belair also had a really good feud. Yeah, I think if it was Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley and it was Becky Lynch versus Asuka, that would be two huge feuds going at the same time. Yeah. But because Rhea still had to take care of the live thing, we're kind of just waiting with Bianca. I think hopefully once Rhea's done with Liv Morgan, which hopefully is a backlash, and then Rhea can just move into a feud with Bianca that would be great because then you have two massive views going at the same time and that's awesome uh street profits cut a promo and then we got finn balor versus damien priest now damien priest has got this brand new edgeman a brand new entrance for his group judgment day him and edge and that entrance is a lot of 
standing around. Mm. Sure is. It it's cool. Like okay. it looks cool, but I was sad to be like, they're gonna they're gonna move, right? Is he gonna is he gonna, is he gonna walk down? What's what's happening here? Because Edge is sitting in his big throne. Damien Priest is standing next to him on like a moving platform, and they slowly move down. And I do mean slowly. <laughs> the chair moves down towards the ring, and then at some point, Damien just gets off and walks, and then his music plays yeah. instead. Which, which play was Edge, weird. Just play, play Edge's Edge music. As again, just play the group's music. Yeah, which was strange. It was a really weird shift. But I also think they're setting this up because it looked off because it was Edge and Damien Priest next to him, and there's a gap. It feels like it needs someone else, and I really hope that they're setting up that there is going to be someone else. Well, that's the report, Because the shot it? looked like it needed someone else in it. Yeah. So it's either bad camera work, or it's setting up that a third person should join. Yeah, I mean, there are the reports where there are more people to be added to this. Yes. Um, so we'll wait to see there. Mm -hmm. uh, the match itself was good. I've seen it a lot, though, because I've yeah. seen these two fight a lot on Raw this year. Um, and I did chuckle to myself that... <laughs> Damien Priest hit the razor's edge mm -hmm. to Finn Balor onto the apron. And that was used to go to a commercial break. <laughs> he shot it, didn't he? <laughs> and then it just came back and he was just working it. I was like, just five years ago, that would have been a spot that would have like been an injury angle spot. Yeah. And sent someone out. Or it would have been like one of the big pivotal moments of a match. Mm -hmm. This was a transition move, not for a comeback. This was a transition move for an ad break. For an ad break, yeah. I was like, that's a big movie, it's just it. Huh. Yeah. And, Weird. And then uh, Finn Balor distracted himself because Edge stood up mm -hmm. from the top of the ramp. It's a big old ramp. Oh, yeah. Massive ramp. Edge, somehow, standing up, caused Finn Balor to go like, wait, what's going on over there? And then Priest won. And I'm like, you're a moron, mate. Yeah. You're an absolute twat. All baby faces are in WWE. Could have done something bigger than oh, yeah. just standing up, though. I will say, at least it was a minor distraction. And it was Priest 1 pretty clean. I like, think that like makes it like, worse. Like Balor, it wasn't like Balor was going to win. Until he got distracted. Well, I think he was setting up for the coup de gras. Yeah, like he, he was, was setting up to hit his finish. He wasn't going to hit it though, was he? No, no. But I think him getting distracted by Edge standing up because his, you know, his knees were cricking. I was like, well, I need to <laughs> stretch my legs out here a little bit. <sighs> I've been sat down here for a little while. Yeah. And Edge was like, "Oi, what's going on?" And then he gets pinned like mm. a big old moron. Priest hit a choke slam and then another move. His new moves cack as well. It's not good. Like I know he can't do the the reckoning anymore because mm. it's crossroads, yeah. but. Yeah, this new move ain't, ain't the one. Yeah. Um, poor old Pin Balor as well. There's so much I like about Judgment Day. Mm -hmm. So much I like about this group. And yet there's other parts of it that make me go like, I think they're quite lame. I think we like Judgment Day's potential more than Judgment Day. It's kind of like you with Veer. Yes. Like yeah. you, you, you like the, the stuff they're doing, not the stuff they're doing with Veer, but you like Veer because... There's so much potential within Veer. Yes. Dude is such a... He's a handsome-looking guy. He's got a great physique about him, a great intensity about him, and he's a really intelligent guy as well. Like, you hear him talk, he's got this great promo voice. The presentation they give him is this wild savage from India mm -hmm. with his Iago face. Yeah. Like, it just does not work. Yeah. Like, that's bad presentation of him. I know what you said, but I heard you say Iago face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I can't, I can't get that out of my head now. Well, I don't know how else it's supposed to be said. I've only ever seen it written down. Yeah, so, I have no idea either. So I just, I, every time I see it, I just like, it's probably Iago face. I, Iago, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jafar! <laughs> yeah, that. You make me stick my tongue out, Jafar! 
Rest in peace, Gilbert Gottfried. Um, yeah. Then we got the Mustafa Ali uh, return in the Miz TV segment with Austin Theory. Loved, and <laughs> so we had so Ali wins, and he's escaping up the ramp, and then Champa attacks him. And not two seconds later, it was proper TNA to the back. Like Rhea Ripley, and it wasn't even Rhea Ripley cutting a promo. It was the sellers that Rhea Ripley is going to cut a promo. Oh, God. And like, we didn't even talk about the pacing before. So Ali challenges Miz to the oh, match. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, we, I, we should highlight this. Yeah. I know people get really bored of us talking about the bad pacing of these shows, but it does. I, I need to. It needs to be highlighted. Yeah. Because Ali issued the challenge. Yes. And it then got accepted. And Miz was then like, oh, no, I've now got to have this match. I've got to pretend that he won this match. So what did Ali do? Ali left the ring. Yeah. And I was like, why did Ali leave the ring? Mm-hmm. The reason why he left the ring is because there was a commercial break. And then there was a Make-A-Wish promo. Mm-hmm. And then there was a backstage promo. And then Ali was having his match. Yeah. It, it's infuriating, is what I'd call it. Why didn't Miz get out of the ring? That would have at least made sense with like, the segment. Right as it was cutting to the ad break, Ali looked like he was going to leave. And then he turned back, and I think, don't quote me on this, I think Ali then called back and was like, oh, you want the match now? And it's like, yes, yeah. that's what was set up before. It's weird. Yeah. It's whatever. And then, like, so he... there's, there's a worse instance of that later. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, Champer attacks him. And like, honestly, they just can't like, I, it was proper. Like, never mind that. Here comes Mongo. Like it was, <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, it, was, it was mad how the whiplash cut to this. It is like, I spoke about this enough on the SmackDown review, but when Brock Lesnar has a forklift and it pierces <laughs> through the car. tried to kill me with a forklift. It pierces through the car and instantly cuts into an ad break. This might have been just slightly slower. Champa hits him, goes bang, down he goes. Here's Champa, cut away. That's a heel turn that we just saw. This isn't just like a random heel attack. This is a heel turn for Champa. For a who guy, didn't... for a guy who's ju- come to the main roster and has done a diddly dick since he got called. Nada, out. nothing. How are we supposed to like acknowledge that, like accept it, process what we've just seen before we just go? Here's Rhea Ripley soon. But yeah, good. that's it. It's Rhea Ripley will cut a promo yeah. after these messages. After the ad break. And, and actually then, it was even after they had a video package of Rhea Ripley turning heel that Rhea Ripley got to cut that promo. Yeah. It's a terribly paced show, and her promo was essentially, my booking is bad, so I had to turn heel. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Great motivation. Great. Yeah, I mean, it's just, they love to do these promos every now and again where they just acknowledge how bad their writing is. Yeah. And then they use that as motivation for a character to turn heel. Sure. Sure thing. Uh, and then I'm going to presume Liv Morgan attacked her. She I did. I didn't see it was Liv Morgan. It was just, it was so weirdly shot. And I, 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 she brawls with someone. I'll presume it's Liv Morgan. All you see is blonde hair going everywhere and the camera going nuts. Yeah. It's unsettling. Uh, we had Owens chatting with Alpha Academy. Seth walked up. They argued. Yusuf walked up. They argued. Rollins and Owens then argued. Uh, did, was it just me? Mm. I think it's weird that they didn't really do a whole lot of acknowledging the fact that Seth Rollins challenged Roman Reigns for the Universal title just a few months ago. Yeah. And he's now teaming with the Usos. Yeah. It's just weird how sometimes just things don't matter. And like, that was a match that didn't have a clean finish. The the only thing, the only like reference to that was Uso saying, everyone needs to get on the same page. Let's stop arguing because we're here representing the tribal chief and you don't want to get on his bad side. And, and as they walk off, Seth Rollins is like, oh, the tribal chief. Like, that's it. 
That's the only reference to Seth having some sort of history with Roman Reigns. Like Seth should be like, yeah, you, are you, are you won by DQ. Yeah. I should get another shot at this. Yeah. I just, you know, dealing with other things at the moment. Fine. A Marston MVP cut a promo, and then we got an eight-man... Sorry, go on. We go to <laughs> an ad break. Yeah. We come back, we get a replay of the arm wrestling from earlier and the bad beatdown from earlier. Omos and MVP then cut a promo backstage. I missed out the first bit, which was really important. Cody Rhodes did his entrance first. Then it cuts to the ad break. Then the replay. Then Omos and MVP have a promo. It comes back and it looks like Cody Rhodes is still doing his entrance. And I know that WWE do this all the time where someone does an entrance, they cut to the ad break, they come back and then their music is playing as they're still celebrating. But the way they shot this made it look like Cody was just still doing his entrance. Like it had just taken that whole duration and I couldn't stop laughing. It was great. I was watching and I was like, I mean, it's a Cody entrance. It makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. It's bad pacing. And we had our eight-man tag main event. Cody Rhodes, Ezekiel, and RK Bro versus The Usos, Kevin Owens, and Seth Rollins. Holy heckins, this was so much fun. What a fun main event. Loved this main event. This was so good. Because Loved it. This was like half a hometown pop for Randy Orton. Because he said earlier in his initial promo that he was born in Knoxville, Tennessee. He's from St. Louis, Missouri, but he was born in Knoxville, Tennessee. So the crowd were organically a little bit more into him anyways. They were like, hey, kind of sort of hometown boy. That's yeah. nice. And they beautifully built his hot tag. Oh, God, the hot tag was so much fun. Because they, they went through all four of like the baby faces to start with. Riddle then got worked over for the big 20th anniversary. 19th anniversary? 20th anniversary. 20th anniversary, I think it is. I know people get hung up on this. Just say 20th. Sure. 20 years. The 20 years hot tag. And he came in and God, it was so much fun. Just watching him just beat up everyone. Had a really fun sequence of doing the backdrop onto the commentary table on three guys in a row. Oh, fun. Loved it. Came in and he just RKO'd everyone. And every single RKO was amazing. And it built more and more organically to the big one, which was Jey Uso. I think it was Jey. Did uh, some... What were, you, what were you trying to do, Jey? Main event, Jey Uso. Main event, Jey Uso. He was in the main event. It was true, actually. That's a plus one. Um, it, <laughs> we are do, the number ones. We are, you the twos. Can't believe he said that on this show. You the twos and we the ones. Ah, <laughs> oh, awful. It, what was Jay trying to do? He just dived off into an RKO position. It's like, what are you trying to achieve there, mate? Well, I think Jay probably at that point was like, I think we've lost this. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to jump into an RKO for you. Here you go. He's going to hit one anyway. I may as well just dive into it. <laughs> give him a helping hand. Randy Orton hits a very cool RKO onto Jay, so gets the win. Just so much fun. Loved he just it. RKO'd everyone. And I like that everyone helped him as well. It was like Cody did a disaster kick into an RKO. Ezekiel did a punch into an RKO. Uh, whatever the other one was. Riddle did a, a, a knee into an RKO. And then did Jay. Uh, Jay was diving into an RKO. Randy Orton gets the pin. Everyone pops massive. Feel good moment. Everybody's happy. What a way to win the show. And then I said, it's not hard to make fun matches. It's really I, oh, not. This was so much fun. Yeah. And like it was just Randy Orton playing the hit. Perfect. It's the it's his 20-year celebration match. Yep. Play them hits. Yep. And I loved every single second of this. Ezekiel felt madly out of place in all of this. He did. Like, I know he's feuding with Owen, so it, it makes sense that he is in this match, but man, it just felt like there was a bunch of stars in this match, and then Ezekiel. I don't hate that, because how are you going to start seeing Ezekiel in a more positive light than just, here's the, you know, comedy goof, whatever? I still don't think it, I don't think it helped him in any way. Uh, I don't know. I, don't, I honestly don't know. I think I'll have to see for 
what he does in future weeks in that. But I don't hate the fact that someone who's lower on the card can get positioned in a big multi-man tag match like this because I think that's how you help build people. Oh no, I, 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 I get I get you from that aspect. It just it reeked of the eight-man tag that had Kevin Owens in it, mm-hmm. and by proxy that means Ezekiel had to be part of the match. Yeah, as opposed to. Ezekiel needs to be part of this for match. sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, you know that is that is massively nitpicking. It's not even really a nitpick. It's not even really worth bringing up. But I just thought this was a tremendously fun match. Loved, loved, loved this main event, and it caps off what I thought was easily the best roar of this year. Without yeah. a shadow of a doubt, this was the best Raw this year. This has been the best Raw since WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And again, it is the what the third in a row Raw after Mania that's felt more like the Raw after Mania than Raw after Mania did. It's the Raw after Mania month. Yeah. Rather than the Raw after Mania. Because Raw after Mania, we, you know, I watched it live. Mm-hmm. Bad show. Not good. Really, really bad show. To the point where Sean, like, told him uh, the Fightful backstage report uh, on Patreon that... There were people in creative and sort of you know talent were they were fearful that Raw was going back to its like mm-hmm. bad times following that amazing two night WrestleMania because yeah. the Raw WrestleMania was so boring. Mm-hmm. And in the last few weeks, however, have been genuinely really really good. Yeah, and it's made me want to see. I it's isn't it weird though. I am excited to see um, Raw next week, and I'm not asked about Backlash. No, I'm not either. Really, like this didn't build the pay per view. No, but it certainly made me want to watch next week's show. Mm. I don't necessarily hate that because the main thing for this show was about Randy Orton in his 20 years. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I think you can have a, just a big celebration show without having to focus on your pay-per-view and it can organically still build the pay-per-view. Like, I am still looking forward to RK-Bro versus Usos and having them have I've a match seen here. It, I've seen it enough. Man. I know, but I'm still looking forward to the match. I think it'll be really fun. And I think this did help build that in a way. That's whatever. Yeah, uh, but you fun. know, but I, I don't want to... better than what they normally do. That's so. exactly it. Like, I'm not going to neg on this show at all because I thought this was a hell of a lot of fun. And yeah. actually, we put this on our community poll, uh, what you thought of this. 50% mm-hmm. voted this as a three out of five show. Only 19% voted this as a four out of five show. And I think that is insane. Because that is 19% voted four out of five. 12% voted two out of five. Mm-hmm. For me, this is easily a four out of five show Mm -hmm. now with a few tweaks here and there could have been a five out of five show i think it is actually really unfair that this is not done better in our community poll i think uh with a few tweaks being a five out of five is generous i can understand people being like a high three low four i'm a little bit higher at just like a comfortable four but i think that (sighs) i think three is honestly okay because it's it's a three-hour show. It is so, so long. long. So, so long. And there's, it's, it's arguably too long. It's. I would not say that's arguable. I say it is too long. Well, and I, there's so I, much I just, I don't dead think there's space. Been, I don't think there's been enough discussion on podcasts about, is three hours too long? <laughs> the, the annoying thing for me is that there's so much dead space on this show. Oh, yeah. The stuff that's good is really good, but there's just so much time that's spent in the middle of just nothing. Mm-hmm. so i can see why that would drag it down for people for me this is still a four out of five show but i can see why someone would rate it lower well thank you all so much for watching this show uh, we're now going to shout out our 25 dollars and above patreon pledge hammers head on over to patreon.com forward slash rest talking you can get your name shouted out on this show as well before we get into the rest of your ultra chats and we have got a 
stacked old week of content on mm. Patreon, have we not, Pete? Oh, we've got so much fun stuff coming up because we've got Luke and Sullivan. Sullivan Bo Brown. Luke and Sullivan Bo Brown will be reviewing WrestleTalk Extra for this month, and it's going to be NXT TakeOver Dallas, which is one of my personal favorite shows of all time. It is. I, I put this in the, the show notes for it as well, and me and Sullivan talk about this in the show. It's so weird to feel nostalgic for a show that is only six years old. Right. But, man, you look at that six-year... Like, that card and where people are now six mm-hmm. years later, mm-hmm. it feels like a completely different world. Wrestling it, changes so fast. And it made me so nostalgic for those versions of those characters. Right. If you want to show it, it's the Sami Zayn Shinsuke Nakamura oh, match. God, yeah. I was so nostalgic for a lot of the things on that show. Mm-hmm. And it's only six years old. I know, right? And it, it was so weird, but we had a blast reviewing it. So yeah, go and check yeah. that out. I really, really enjoyed reviewing that show. And also, we're going to have WrestleTalk After Dark this week, which is going to be, for the first time since the pandemic hit, we're going to have an in-person episode of WrestleTalk After Dark, which I'm really excited for. And we also have a stupid thing coming on Thursday, which you'll see on the Dynamite podcast about that. Very stupid. <laughs> well, you can look forward to that. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash talk. Get involved with that. And if you are at that $25 or above, you get your name read out on the air like these fine folk. Pick him up, Loot Sponge. That's to ask if you had the music on. The Pharaoh, Stephen Mazafero. Always shining, Garrett Albright. The heir to the throne, Kate Ayers. Brian Null and Boyd. The true Alpha Wolf. Max Kurt Wallander Wallen. Manipulating Maniumaria. Lanatoya links the sun. Is that Italian? Was that what you were going for? Oh, no. It's definitely French. The Venerable Jesse Venable. Adam Bowser Bowers. And finally, for the Hall of Fame class of the 26th of April 2022, Shawn Michaels' biggest fan, Brett Guy. (laughs) (laughs) I was quite proud of that nickname, not going to lie. That is a very good one. You should be proud of that one. Yeah. Uh, right, well, let's get into the rest of your Ultra Chats. This is your last call. Ding, ding, ding for your Ultra Chats. Resttalk.com forward slash support. Get your opinion voiced on this show like these fine folk. Uh, Jack Nichols said, Raw was actually decent this week. Good returns, good action, just good. Not gonna, not uh, better than good, mind you. Just good. You guys roll like I listen to you talk all day, but is Ollie okay? I miss Pentagon Jr. <laughs> no, Pentagon Oscuro. That's very good. Well, I like. I, I would just stick with Pentagon uh, Pentagon Jr. Yeah. Uh, TKM sent their best. Uh, love you as well, Jag. No, Ollie is fine. He is on the mend. He just it's probably best if he doesn't have a lots of long periods of talking. We're just playing it safe, yeah. so not stress his throat out. Also, I like that Jax clearly had um, uh, his Ultra Chats auto-corrected because mm-hmm. he did say good returns, good action, mm. but it got corrected to good returns, good action. Good action. Uh, good you know, maybe he's just talked a lot about uh, Acton Town. Yeah, obviously. maybe. Yeah. Uh, he also said PS something about, I'm not going to say the name, yep. because you and you know why, Jack. Yeah. You know why I didn't you, read out you, I, you cheeky man. You cheeky little monkey. You know why we didn't read out your Ultra Chat from a few weeks ago. Uh, PPS, love the t-shirt shops. Your get-up is awesome. I'm watching AEW Dark earlier and my two-year-old points to Pentagon and says, what's that, Daddy? I said, a goth with a spade and his friend Uncle Fester. (laughs) 
Max Caster has me beat though. Savage. I have not seen this. I haven't seen Dark. No, no, no I haven't either. Um, uh, just very quickly. WrestleShop.com. You can. You can buy all these t-shirts from WrestleShop.com. WrestleShop.com. Go buy them. Uh, Charles Berg said, does anyone else think Austin Theory looks like Johnny Drama from Entourage? I've not seen Entourage. Nope. Um, I immediately fell asleep as soon as I sat on my couch yesterday. I had dogs staying overnight since every day uh, since February 11. Make good money, but it's time for a week off. There is nothing wrong with dogs. They're great. Joe Nero West says, Asuka is back. Haven't watched Raw since she's been gone, so maybe I'll pick it back up. She's been gone since July. Such a long time. Yeah. Uh, Tails P, do you think Ali ends up in a championship versus Korean match? Also, not even our tribal Pete can stand up to the power of the Omni Flare. Crikey, the video package for her versus Rousey was all over this show. Goodness me. Have you seen what happens on SmackDown? No. The Beat the Clock Challenge. No. Oh, Luke. Oh, oh, Pete. No, Luke. <laughs> oh, oh, Pete. I don't want to. Um, he, they continue. Now that old man Tommy is healed, I guess not Tommy anymore. Mm. Will they give him back his "No one will survive" theme? No, they will not because nope. uh, they need generic themes for wrestlers because they don't cost as much money. Why would you want to have fun? CFA, CFO, money, whatever they want to be called. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of their themes. Got to get rid of them. Yeah. Um, I turned on Raw late. Hashtag Randy Orson. Everyone surrounded the ring. Riddles by himself for a second. I thought he died. <laughs> That's, that's not funny, it's but not that's funny. really funny. Yeah, it's not funny, but I laughed. Um, Veer's music took a while to start, so I just saw eyes and thought, is Lita here? <laughs> Luke's giving me an idea. What about her? What about Alexa? Give her old Raven's old gimmick. Carmella got slapped so hard, Corey felt it. Can't believe two hometowners won. Two hometowners won yeah, on absolutely. this episode. Well done, WWE. Aaron Hanharan has been a member for nine months in a row. Said, when Ali did a Vince impression, it reminded me of Punk in 2011. Probably will be dropped in a week. Good Raw this week. Let's go, Andy. Nope, none of that. Riot DR. Another thing, I hope Veer is booked to be suave and intelligent in a suit, but becomes a complete savage in the ring. Also, his million-dollar arm clothesline made of mosses look pretty meh. Just my opinion. Unrelated. The abs on Randy and Champa. Champa especially. Man is ripped. Will Campbell said, hey guys, when the drums hit for Ali's music, I threw my fist in the air and actually shouted, yes! Really enjoyed Raw. I'd also give it a four. Uh, Champ has pretty much went by uh, pretty much went by that in NXT. I suppose WWE just opted, opted to make it official. Nice to see Asuka too. Mm. Kevin, Ali is in some kind of two-on-one situation against Champ and Theory. If only he had a partner <laughs> that he could use. Send Brute Force! very good absolutely brutally brutally yeah i that is what raw is missing and i think that's why ali has come back he appreciates the power of brutally not musta force (laughs) (laughs) i think you might have even said that in another episode and it made me laugh as much then as well um also two exciting returns a fun main event multiple storylines advancing is this bizarro land it might as well be Plasma PD, Beth Phoenix and Champa should be added to Judgment Day and just have Rhea be Judgment Day adjacent. Mm. Less the about Beth. Uh, I will hot tag over. As all, there's a spoiler here for SmackDown, I would say. Um, is there? Yes. So, uh, I think it's a spoiler for, for SmackDown. 
Oh, no, this was Mist from no. SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah, Mist you, from SmackDown. Ju- just read it anyway. Okay, Legit Underboss said, Why is Zaylia heal? Because Ronda needs someone to beat after she beats Charlotte. Also, good job, Lord Tempest. And good job, Lord Quinello. Shut up. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Zaylia's heel turn made me laugh. It was really bad. I apologize. I, I sort of speed read it and I thought it said beat the clock. So I thought it was a spoiler mm. for like that's who she beat in the beat the clock challenge. No, no, no. Um, Matt Carney said uh, another quantum choice question going forward. Oh God. Should the, I'm only going to read this once, Luke. You have to answer right away. Okay, right. Going forward. Should WWE stay as itself? Should WWE become like AEW, but retain some, retain some elements of itself? Should WWE outright become like AEW or should WWE stay as itself, but incorporate some elements of AEW? WWE should stay as itself. Cool. Dark Train 24 says, I realize this is a raw review and no one really watched Dark, but I did yesterday. I saw Konosuke Takashita wrestle, who apparently came from DDT. He's a beast and I hope he sticks around. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Matt Carney again said, uh, This one's for you, Ollie. If Ollie Davis met Ollie Davis at a wrestling show, would you sit next to him? Does Ollie Davis like Ollie Davis? I think he does. That's a bit of a metaphysical question. All right. Uh, Dawn of Roxas 101 says, uh, Pete can try to control his narrative. Never paint me with that brush. By just calling himself Quinnell, but we all know that it's not the wrestlers choosing their names. So I propose going the Mad Cat Moss Shorty G approach of Positive Pete. I can do that. I'm so positive all the time. I, I made the joke in the WrestleTalk News today that because Champa was, he'd lost his first name, everyone should just now just call me Quinnell. <laughs> that's my new name that's now. what happens on my gm mode yeah and uh and i'm really glad actually because the editor for the news without prompting changed my little nameplate thing to just say quinnell oh, that's and cool. i was like that's nice that that helped that helped with the bit um i i that's all that's on my screen oh, they, well, one, la- one last you. one here from brett guy oh, who, brett guy who said pete i've got to say that i've got a younger brother named sean so i love that nickname <laughs> <laughs> very good delightful stuff Amazing. thank you all so much for watching thank you all so much for your ultra chats here on the wrestle talk podcast we appreciate every single one of you uh, hey if you are new to this channel or you have a friend that likes wrestling and likes people talking about wrestling can you please recommend them this channel because we're at sixty-three thousand subs we're nearing that sixty-four thousand mark we're mm-hmm. trying to push ourselves towards 70k mm-hmm. so when we get to 70k we're going to be doing a royal rumble randomizer a 10 hour royal rumble randomizer what that means is essentially we're going to watch a royal rumble match when that finishes do a randomizer and pick out another royal rumble match and we're going to watch that and we're going to watch them all together and it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun we're going to do that for us a 10 hour stream once we hit 70k so please do help us get to there by subscribing to the channel telling your friends telling your mum getting her to subscribe as well um because we really want to achieve that and it would make me feel real good mm. also while you're clicking links click our one from our sponsor today in cogni get yourself protected online because there are companies out there that have bought your data from other companies that you don't even know that they have your data they don't know they have your name your address your phone number your email address your gender your relatives your education your work career they have all of that data and you can get them to remove you from their uh, data breaches and everything because they're selling it off to other companies and stuff but it takes time there's too many of them so getting cognitive to help you out because they will do everything for you the first 100 people who click the link and used our promo code wt podcast will get 20 percent off so click that link. We really do appreciate it, Incogni, in sponsoring this podcast. So I don't think that 
our brand um, of content sometimes works for YouTube. Mm-hmm. Because what we provide on Monday Night War, yeah. you know, if anyone's not aware, Monday Night War is a series that me and Pete are doing over on our sister channel, Parts Fun Night, Yeah, where we're playing my GM mode on WWE 2K22. And we're yes. having so much fun doing it. Mm. And I think the appeal of that show is that we're not very good at it. Yes. I think the appeal is that we, because we set ourselves such a short time limit, mm-hmm. we panic. Yep. And then we make rash decisions mm-hmm. and they affect quite a, probably a bad show. And then like our shows never progress that very far. And we just get more and more frustrated the worse we get at it. Yes. So much fun. Downward think, spirals It's downward, fun to watch. Yeah, it's a downward spiral thing. But I don't think there's much content on YouTube, which is people being bad at video games. <laughs> <laughs> stuff on youtube is people being good at video games and that's what people kind of expect they go to someone playing a youtube like I, yeah. I expect you to be good at this game yeah so i suddenly realized like are we the only channel that are just bad at games <laughs> and that's the point and like that's the content <laughs> Like no one goes I'm to, sure there's others. Like, no one goes to Pooh Bear's channel yeah, to watch him be bad at true. games. They go to Pooh Bear's channel to be like, because he's amazing at them. I mean, there, there, there's some successful YouTube channels out there that play video games and are not very good at them. There's there's a few I can think of. But it's like it. it's when people leave comments being like, when are they going to get good at this game? Yeah, <laughs> I thought you guys would have learned by now. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> guys, we're still very new at this game. We don't get that much time to look at the game. Because we just record the content, which is seven minutes of booking, lest we forget. And then we just leave it. That's we, it. No more we, time. And then we tend not to come back to it for like another two weeks. Exactly. We'll film right. like two, three episodes mm-hmm. on a Wednesday, and then we'll never come back to it for another two weeks. Yeah. Like we've nearly finished recording the series, but I think we've still got like what, three episodes left. Three, to four film. left. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've completely forgotten what I'd booked on my previous week's show. Yeah. Someone, I... someone left a comment saying, like, I really wish they would have like a graphic at the start to show what they booked on last week's show, because it'd be a helpful reminder for the audience. I'd be like, be a helpful reminder for me. <laughs> yeah, I have a blues clue what I'd booked the previous week. Um, but yeah, no, there was a, someone sent me a tweet yesterday being like, oh, you're going to give yourselves more time when you mm. do pay-per-views and stuff so you can book better shows. I'm like, no. no. If anything, I want to give us less, less time. time. I yeah, think when we do right. the next season, I think seven minutes is too much. I think five minutes. I think we need to go to five minutes. Yeah. I think seven minutes gives us far too much time mm-hmm. to dick around. Yeah. And I think if you reduce it down to five, we will panic book further. Absolutely. And that's the point. Yeah, because you that- spend that first minute easily doing emails emails 100 percent. yeah and then it you get to the the point where you started like thinking about your show and you're booking you go oh i've not done the logistics and then you go over to that oh i need <laughs> oh, to check the power card i'm check the journal <laughs> <laughs> and that would just make us panic book it would mean that we'd have to plan out our shows properly beforehand and then all the emails would completely screw us and then we'd panic which would make for fun content that's the point well i think that would make for fun content as well but i do mm. think we'll just get more why aren't you good at this game uh, i I think we need to probably ignore those because I think they're watching the wrong series. If they're trying yeah. to watch people be good at the game. Yeah, I, I, I do think the appeal of our show is that I, I, I have zero intention of getting good at this. Oh, no, me neither. No, I have zero intention of watching videos that tell me how to book the show properly. I, I have checked out a few things of people like doing challenges of making the game hard and figuring out what they do as a like, what do you what are you actually supposed to do in this game? Mm. And I've seen the odd thing and I'm getting the general feeling that no one really knows about like <laughs> what the actual best thing to do is. You should ask Abby. She's apparently amazing. She's apparently it. very good. Yeah. Um. But I think if and when we do get to do a season two, we'll just be worse at it because we'll have less time, and we'll never improve 
and we will be confident that we're really bad and our characters will be more confident because of it. Yeah. And it'll be great. That's the appeal of the series. Yes. I do want to thank everyone who has checked out uh, the series oh, it's because been it's been... So good. I, I've I've had such a fun time mm-hmm. doing it. The things that I really enjoy the job, like I love doing the podcast, mm-hmm. love doing my GM mode. Yes. Um, and sort of the banter around the office. And I get to do my... Um, I, I get to record my other podcast as well, which I also really love. It's just mm. like, I, I, these are the content bits that I like doing. Absolutely. Could do without the news. Yeah, same. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk bad about the news when it's like the bread and butter of the whole thing we do. But like, oh, I will. It, it it feels very impersonal. It's like here's the news. It doesn't really matter who's a, who the presenter is. Here's some news. It does right? feel a little bit like that. Yeah. Like um, unless it's Ollie. Like I think unless it's Ollie. Sure. Um, and even like the, the podcasts are nice, and I feel like the, dyna- the dynamics are nice. But like people aren't coming to the podcast to watch me and you present a show. It's to hear the review of Raw, right? Mm. It's to hear We're, one of us. Yes, it's to hear some opinions about the show from from, from our a, collective from our group. collective Wrestle Talk universe yeah. people, right? Whereas Monday Night War is like people are coming, sure, to watch 2K, but also they're watching me and you specifically and our dynamic. It, I was gonna say, I think it's to watch you and I play exactly. 2K. Yes, like that's the bonus of it. Really, mm-hmm. since the series is watching you and I play this game. Exactly. Yes, and that poorly, and and that's the first time really that I feel like since since joining here that we have been oh, yeah. an attraction for the series rather than the the brand of wrestle talk news or wrestle talk podcast or whatever it may be it's we are one of the draws for the series which is a very unique experience and something that has helped me enjoy it massively seeing people enjoy it has helped me massively to be like yeah that's cool it is that cool. people really enjoy it and that's really nice because i think you know i i don't think i am alone in this but um serious fomo over no rolls barred and it's a nice collective don't, of don't, like don't don't even look <laughs> it's like, so so much fomo over it like not only is it like really well produced content mm-hmm. it's really well edited yeah um the community's dead nice as yeah well. community's like, really good everyone involved is so lovely yeah it's, it's like just... it's, a, it's a it's a breeze to crawl like crawl through comments on mm-hmm. and on a no rolls bar video because right. it's just people being like this is lovely yeah and a wonderful time isn't here. it nice wrestling's the worst yeah anyway thank you for listening um <laughs> Thanks for listening to this wrestling podcast. Appreciate it. Love wrestling, really. And all of you that listen, because you, the podcast listeners, you're the good ones. Um, Thank you so much for listening to this show. Back tomorrow, Sat and SP3 will be reviewing NXT with more bizarre Joe Gacy stuff, I would imagine. (laughs) Sure. The the flipping hell is going on with that. Just to very quickly peel back the curtain a little bit. I normally, uh, one of you or I will make the thumbnail and set up the, the stream to help SP3 and Sat. And SB3, I was like, what do you want on the thumbnail for it? Because I hadn't watched NXT. And it goes, oh, something to do with like, the Joe Gacy stuff. And I was like, what happened with the Joe Gacy stuff? <laughs> so I went and watched like the final segment. I was like, what is happening? Like, I haven't not been watching NXT for that long. What is going on here? That was that was an experience, let me yeah. tell you. So more madness from Joe Gacy tomorrow mm. on the NXT podcast. And then, hopefully, touch wood, Arlie Davids will be back on the AEW Dynamite review. And I can do a show with him, which I very much miss doing. Mm. Nothing against GP. I love doing Thanks, the podcast. Luke. I love doing the podcast with you as well. Mm-hmm. You're my second favorite. Thanks, man. You're my second favorite. I think you're better than Sullivan. <gasps> and, and I think you're better than Tempest. Oh! Yeah. That's, that's how I'm ranking at the moment. Thank you all so much for listening. I love you. Goodbye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.